Buffalo Wild Wings Studios. It's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. You know, it's, uh, it's humbling. I, I just absolutely love the fact that I'm going to get to go to work every single day at a place that has such passion and such care and, and such um, toughness about playing football. And I love the fact that there's incredible support. There's been great players here for a long time. We got great players here right now, and I can't wait to get around the guys. That's what it's all about. It's about those guys. Here. There you go, Mississippi State University head football coach Jeff Levy addressing the crowd there as they've introduced him as uh, their next head football coach. Uh, interesting times, man. We'll see see what he's able to do down there. Curious what type of uh, staff he's going to be able to put together. Um, I mean, that, that's always the most critical. What What's the staff that you can put together? Now, obviously, he's, he's going to have control over that offense, and I would expect him to continue to call plays for him. Um, putting the staff together, getting out and running in uh, in recruiting and in the transfer portal. You know, I I think he'll probably have a uh, some quick buzz with offensive personnel, don't you? Yeah, I think so. By by the way, just those cowbells in the background, and I watched the entirety <laughs> of the Egg Bowl on Thursday night. What are the odds that he got there and he heard all that and he thought, oh God, what what did I do? What, what, what did I get myself into with these cowbells? Yeah, I'm sure um, I, I saw his son, you know, walking in front of him as they got in there. And I'm sure he's already stomped on the cowbells that they handed to his son whenever the, they showed up, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. He's probably got five-plus million reasons, though, to uh, put up with the cowbells. No, yeah. I, I would um, – I, I would th- like, it's, it's pretty obvious what type of program they're going to be. And, again, I think that that's what – I think that's the style of hire that Mississippi State needed to make, an offensive-focused hire. It feels like that's their best chance to compete year in and year out in the SEC. So I'm sure that he's going to get a nice offensive staff. The question is, is he going to be able to get any current assistance away from OU? Because you'd like to keep Joe John, and there's a chance Joe John gets the OC job here. I'd definitely like to keep him at Jones, though, man. Um, Along with some – like DeMarco for sure – Bow, yes, but Emmett Jones is the one. Um, and I don't know how realistic that is, but the way that he recruits, the way that he develops, if I were to look at a staffer on the offensive side saying, got to keep that guy, I mean, there's there's a few names, obviously, but I- Emmett Jones would be towards the top of the list for me, dude. Well, I, I don't – maybe shocked isn't the right word, but – I would be surprised to see any of the the staff go with him. And I'm not talking about guys in analyst positions sure. or GA. or Because he's calling plays? He's the head coach, essentially the OC and the play caller? Is that why? Well, And it's Mississippi yeah. State? I mean, for the most part. I, now, you got to remember... For instance, Joe John, I don't know how many times he's moved lately, but it's a lot. 
Let's see, he was at Missouri. He was at A and M. He was at was he? He was at UCF for a little bit too, wasn't he? Uh, I mean, he, he was at Baylor. He so Ole Miss in twenty twenty, A and M at twenty nineteen, Missouri in twenty eighteen, Baylor back in twenty fifteen. So he's he's moved around a lot in the past eight years. He's moved a lot, and continuity matters for coaches' lives too. You got to remember. I think he's got five kids. Yeah, he's got a bunch of kids, and it's hard on those kids to uproot all the time. Um, and I, you don't want to make a. You probably won't, won't make a move to Mississippi State without either a massive upgrade in pay or some extra duties like play calling duties or something like that. Yeah. And, and I don't think yeah, – miss- I think play calling duties are going to stay with, with – I do Levy. too. I do too. And it's it's kind of what we talked about with Lincoln when he was here is, is it in some ways for offensive coaches, not a, not a dead-end job, but it's just going to be hard to get that head coaching opportunity mm-hmm. if you're not the one calling plays. Yeah. Normally but, the guy who know, gets a lot of the credit, or if not all of it. Joe John and Levy are, are really tight, really close friends, so I mean, maybe maybe he would go. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's not going to go if he's got a realistic shot at the offensive coordinator job at Oklahoma. By the way, uh, a lot's going to be happening over the next month. We're going to be on a topic and something randomly is going to happen in the portal. Yeah. Um, okay, so Pete Thamel, I guess, just tweeted out that Will Howard of Kansas State will be in the will be in the transfer portal, unless someone's pulling a joke on us on the text line here. Uh, Blake Shapin of Baylor is in the transfer portal or going to be in the transfer portal. So it it doesn't open officially until a week from today, but it's already moving. It's moving fast. A lot of QBs I, already there. I can't believe Will Howard has another year. I feel like he's been there forever. No, but, that's legit. Two minutes ago, Will Howard is in the NCAA transfer portal. Okay. Well, all right. Well, there you go. Interesting. Well, they, they've got the uh, freshman Avery Johnson behind him that they probably want to be the future, I would guess. Yeah. See what happens. See what happens yeah. for him. That still is kind of surprising, though. You know, and I mean, I guess I get it with, you know, moving to a two-quarterback system like they did. and He played well after that, but I get it. You want to go be the guy somewhere? Sure. A lot of portal updates will be happening oh, yeah. <laughs> during the show over the over the next I month. Mean, it was like a big ten. Think. It was a big ten staffer that says, and, and this isn't all that shocking, but when it opens, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be craziness. I I think year, that but. you will probably have you'll probably have a quarterback from every team in the country transfer. At least one player in the portal from every team in the country. That well, would. No, I'm saying one quarterback from every team in the. Yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, one quarterback. Yes, yeah. correct. Oh, not yeah. not necessarily their starter, but I mean someone, right? I mean you got to imagine, like quarterbacks the the position that seems to move the most. Well, there's already what Tech Tyler Shuck is in the portal, Blake Shape and a Baylor. Uh, we just mentioned that uh, Will Howard of Kansas Howard. State's already there. Yeah. So we got, well, the, the old conference anyway. I got to start focusing on the new conference here. Oh, man, that's going to be weird. And, and you know Which, what? No, um, go ahead. There's a lot of good that happened this weekend. Mostly OU scoring 69 points 
Mm-hmm. The over of nine and a half hitting, which thank you, by the way, for all the texts and tweets congratulating me for hitting the over nine and a half. I appreciated that. On, oh, that uh, is on big. I forgot about that. I have been when paid. When are going to collect your uh, $27? I have uh, already been paid my 160 bucks or whatever Ooh. it was. Yeah, feel, feels good. But the, the best thing outside of those two things that happened this weekend is that I can still make fun of Texas A&M. And there was a 45-minute period on Saturday night where I didn't think I was going to be able to make fun of Texas A&M as much with the clear conference. I texted you, and I was pissed at you <laughs> for, for all your hoping on Jimbo Fisher getting fired. I was yeah. like, look what you've done. And the Jimbo Fisher <laughs> voice would have stayed around, but if Mark Stoops, if they wouldn't have – d- does it not sound like the donor said, <laughs> try again? Try again with that hire. No, thank you. That's exactly you. what it sounds like to me. Oh, God, it's so Texas A&M. Go figure. Yeah. I mean, I think they eventually got to a pretty solid hire, but they had to they had to make a spectacle of themselves <laughs> to get there. Jeez, it's just and, – and remember, they paid $76 million. Your, your thought is, well, they don't pay $76 million in buyout money. Unless they got a big name, unless they know exactly who they want. And maybe their AD did. Maybe he fired Jimbo Fisher and paid him $76 million and knew he was going to go after Mark Stoops. And guess what? He didn't, he didn't get his wish on that one. $76 million in buyout money to settle mm. for their AD's at least second best option, Mike Elko at Duke. Yeah. Well, I, maybe, maybe the good thing about that hire is – it's going to have a. They're going to get a reasonable contract. It's out, by the way, and the annual base salary is seven million for Elko. It's very incentive based. After that, make the playoff. That's a mill. Advance to a uh, in that twelve team playoff, of course. Win a game in the playoff. That's one point five. College football semifinals. That's two mil. Advance to the championship game is two point five. Win the whole dadgum thing is three point five million. And there's some other incentives in there as well. Seven million dollars a year. Eleven million salary pool for assistance, analyst, recruiting, strength and conditioning, all that. Am I the only one that thinks that's insane? They could have got him for half of that. How much do you think Elko was making at Duke? Uh, Three and a half, maybe. I have no. It was first time head coach at Duke. Yeah, three, three and a half would be my guess. They may be years? one of those schools they don't have to release it, though. I mean, I know they lost their quarterback, but that's a seven and five football team. I don't know what they were last year, his first year. Were they much better than that? They, I think, did they win nine games? I think they maybe they won nine games. Nine, in, they were nine and four. Yeah. Nine and four. Um, dang. That's wild. <laughs> text, that line, text line says, so what Tyler's saying is he'll never get any of those incentives. Yeah, let's let's hope I mean, so. Unless I'm wrong, that's more than Brent Venables makes. And right, he was like the number one defensive coordinator for the last decade. Well, maybe uh, Elko and his crew were operating they, they had the bargaining chip there after they had to scramble and hire him hours after they said no to mark stoops potentially now, i'll tell you this and and i don't know i don't know much about elko but you know whenever you have a program like a&m or like texas uh, 
and you've got donors that are throwing their weight around, at, obvious, after what we saw go down with this hire, like, he's like a football guy. Football guys don't deal well with that. The, you know, the, the guy that, shake, like the Mac Brown that goes around talking well, to Well, we love you. We're hands. nothing without our donors here. We like to hear your input on who quarterback one, quarterback two, <laughs> kicker three is. We want to hear from you. Hit us up on the text line anytime. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah. That's for Mac. That, that's the thing. Guys like that are better at the politics of making the donors feel like their voices are heard. Football guys are usually like, get that guy out of my office. Don't ever let him back in the facility again. You know, so I'm curious to see how Elko handles that. Well, and maybe maybe he's great at it, having already been there, and they know that. I, I don't know. He's already a full member of the cult. Uh, of course, they can't introduce him without the weird uh, spirit finger guys, the yell yeah. leaders, and they were uh, swaying and doing all that at the uh, press conference today. So... Welcome to the Colt, buddy. Hopefully they gave you a fake national championship trophy like they did Jimbo. I'm guessing they didn't do that, uh, but they did give him too much of a contract. Didn't they give uh, Jimbo a pair of uh, boots, boots as well, a yeah. and boots? Boots. Well, hell, you even got the right size. Nice job. <laughs> I was, Dude, I, I was really worried. Uh, you and I were texting Saturday. I was like, man, if, if we don't have any A&M content anymore to make fun of, it's going to drastically change this show. For the next five years. Sorry, what was that? I was giving some bathroom directions here at the casino. That someone asked you for bathroom directions. Yeah. Luckily, you could just point left, and it's right yeah, there. That I, that's a question <laughs> I, I could answer. I'm always thinking about content for the show, and I was just really nervous on Saturday that we may not have the A and M comedy hour every single week to talk about. I know it. It was it was about to be brutal, but um, just whenever you think um, they've taken it from us. They totally redeem themselves. Uh, we'll see what, that, what what Elko can do, though. I mean, seems like a good coach. Did a good job at Duke. They paid him too much money, but that's not his fault. That's their fault. Kendall said um, he was making $3.5 million after signing an extension through 2029 <laughs> at Duke. You see what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. These I, people, it's just, man. It's totally unnecessary to pay him that much money. But – you know, whatever. It's like one of those in Texas. It's like some type of badge of honor to massively overpay for something. It's weird. Very weird. Uh, we got to do our under the radar segment uh, coming mm. up next. But okay. the offensive coordinator discussion is topic number one, and yeah. we've talked about names inside the program within the program. You want the continuity. I don't disagree with that at all. Continuity would most likely be hiring someone that's already on staff in an on-the-field, off-the-field role, whatever. The two names being brought up the most by the text line that are outside the program, Willie Korn uh, with the K there at Liberty, and Brennan Marion, who's a first-year OC at UNLV. And I believe both of those two teams are playing for a conference championship this weekend. Yeah. Um, Do you have a preference on e- either of those two names? Now, Mary, what was the other name you gave? Willie Korn. He played quarterback at Clemson. He's at Liberty right now. Someone texted in earlier they were number one in rushing and time of possession, which I'm like, hey, okay. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't play the toughest uh, schedule, clearly. But Yeah, it's kind of hard to 
hard to go off of those things. I, I mean, I think that those are two interesting names, but I, we're, I, I, we, I, don't, I just don't think that we can be in the experimental phase right now. Like, we, we have to go into ne- – like, we, we can't have two or three years of mucking around in the SEC. You've got to be ready to go right away. That's why I think the continuity part of this is damn near mandatory for Jackson Arnold, for you know the rest of your team to, to be able to have the best product possible next September – you know, I feel like continuity is going to be critical. But, you know, I'm, I'm willing to entertain anything. We'll see. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Keep hitting the text line. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available waste. What a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. A great game plan always opens the door to score. Hey, it's Mike Steely here for my friends at Affordable Door. Score a win for your home by signing up for the Affordable Door Annual Maintenance Plan. For just $119, you can make sure all aspects of your garage door are operating properly so you don't have to replace your door or motor prematurely. Call Affordable Door today at 405-635-9499. The official garage door of the Oklahoma Sooners. It is a Reaction Monday on The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lame, and it's time for our Under the Radar segment brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Had a good time doing the pregame show on Saturday there at Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar shooter startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Text line knows the drill. Send in your under-the-radar submissions from Friday's game or... A storyline from the game, storyline from college football over the weekend, 405-651-3439. My under-the-radar player, you know, oh, you hit a 40-yard field goal on Friday. I don't know if you or anyone else remembers it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Zach Schmidt, buddy. Boom. Not only did OU make a field goal, they made two of them and didn't miss any. Two for two from Zach Schmidt was perfect with the PATs. Um, dare I say he's the end of the radar player from Friday's game? Hmm. Hmm. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Getting a little, uh, get a little confidence rolling. No problem there but, at but, all. But on that front, um, it doesn't change my mind of what happened this year at, at the kicker position. And loyal listener Sean has pointed this out a, a couple of times to me over the past few weeks, and I don't, I don't disagree with it. It's, look, if OU's going to be a defensively-led program, which I think most of us are cool with, you got to be not just better, but significantly better at kicker. If that And that was, like, regardless of what system you run, that's got to be the case. But a defensive-led program needs good special teams. And for whatever reason, the special teams just weren't – they weren't great in the back half of the season. And yeah. I thought early in the year they were pretty good, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what's weird. I It kind of feels like, as a football team, I, 
we we just we never we never hit our peak. Yep. What what's the best game we played all year? Um, no, I'm evaluating opponent with this. It's West Virginia or Iowa State. I I, I guess I'll say West Virginia is, is the yeah. best. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. But and I again going back to something Brent said last week, and I think he, he was disappointed at it that they just. He didn't feel like they'd played a 60-minute football game that he thought they were truly capable of, like what you're saying, the peak of this team. And and they did some good things for sure, but did we see, I don't know, the, the full peak of this team? To answer your question, no, 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 we didn't. Like Even the best performances, there were still some issues in those games. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, kind of fascinating why we never really accelerated into the end of the season. And I know we had some some injury issues, you know, Stutzman and Gentry Williams, those guys going down and others being banged up on defense and, you know, on offense. You know, we had, we had the guard issues. We had running back issues. We had um, – we lost – Andrew Anthony. I mean, there, I guess there's plenty of reasons there, but I don't know. It felt like we would have really taken off at some point, and and we just never really did. And I, I don't know. As I, felt I think like, about it, maybe it was injuries. I felt like they were going to after that West Virginia game because it did feel like yeah. their best performance of the year. And I thought, all right, two games left. They're about to about to really turn it on here. And I mean, offensively, they were great against TCU, but. Defensively, yeah. the past two games is just that's. I'll choose to not believe that's what they really are, at least for now. Well, we I think we saw enough good throughout the season to know that they're much better than that. I mean, BYU. It, it would be one thing if we faced a really good offense and didn't play well, but that was not a really good offense. So I've got to chalk that up as, as kind of an anomaly. And then, you know, the final game against TCU played a really good first half of football. And then, I don't know, senior day, guys kind of falling apart there, thinking the season's over. I don't know how to explain that, but the focus wasn't good. Um, I, we, we have to get better at linebacker. Yep. We just flat out have to get better at linebacker, and there's there's no way around it. And you know, and I'm including Stutzman in that. Uh, he had an awesome year, really good year, but I he can get a lot better too. Um, and aside from that, like next year. Well, we're going to have to have, and it's possible for sure, but we've got to have some huge growth at linebacker with some of the guys that played this year. And I expect that to happen, but, you know, I'm, I, I'm curious to see what Stutzman does. If he doesn't come back, I, we, we're going to have to have a really big spring and training camp at the backer spot. Cherokee Sooner says the end of the radar story is that glorious 69 on the scoreboard. Mm. I say that's mm, under the radar mm, because mm. it's overshadowed by the 45 points we allowed and, of course, the levy situation. Yeah. This one mm. from the 405. How about Sexton for under the radar player? Yeah. The run game seems to become more prolific since he's began playing more. 
he he played really good. I'll tell you though, I Caden Green. He is. He's going to be that dude now. Yeah, he is. True freshman and got better and better and better. Didn't play any guard until he was thrown into the mix. That's how good he's um, been. That maybe he's been so good at a position that maybe they didn't see him playing when he first got here. Yeah. That it's like, well, we'll just leave him there if he's this good. Well, he may have to play tackle next year, depending on what happens in the transfer portal, but uh, he could be a high round draft pick at guard. So, right. Uh, depending on what you get in the portal, if you can get some some tackle talent out there to come in, then that's a good good thing and you can keep him at that guard spot but he's he's going to be really really good camo sooner under the radar all the tcu fans giving a standing ovation when former ou baseball player and world series champ jonathan gray was introduced on the field that was a cool moment and i did enjoy when all 13 tcu fans that showed up uh stood up and applauded i was about to say i were there TCU fans there? I didn't know. It was their band and uh, some few band family members that were sitting up there. Which, how about that? Um, we had a full stadium, great turnout on a Friday, 11 a.m. kick day after Thanksgiving. What was the deal with Jenny Carlson trying, like, praying that no one showed up to the I, football game? I think that's maybe her new bit. She's clearly trying to say things on social media that stir up both fan bases. And I guess to her credit, there's a lot of comments in there. Like if that's what she's looking for, that's happening. But it just, it looks really, it looks really bad. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand it to be quite honest with you. I mean, it's a, it's an 11 a.m. The game, the day after Thanksgiving, and you're tweeting out about it 45 minutes to an hour before the game starts. <laughs> I mean, it ended no, up being a, dude, it ended up being a great crowd on Friday, great a crowd. great crowd on Friday. It, Were, it, it, like, was it, that was there the same energy? I don't even know if I follow her or not. I don't know. I, that came across my timeline, or maybe people pointed it out to me. But was there the same energy with the crowd at Oklahoma State? She did. She tweeted out the same thing. Uh, so okay. I think it's pretty obvious what she's looking huh. for. I, that was I crappy weather, though, in in Stillwater. Yeah, horrible I, weather. What, what I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. I, we uh, we talked about in the post game show. I roll my eyes at that but i guess i guess do what you want you got another radar player for for saturday anyone that comes to mind Jaden gibson dragging t two tcu defenders into the end zone that was pretty good if i went under the i'd probably go caden green under the radar um i mean it's hard to say that saw chuck or Jaden gibson or drake or any of those guys were really under the radar they were all had pretty loud performances. Um, defensively, I mean, how about Brennan Thompson getting his first touchdown catch? Yeah, and, yeah. Did, and did you okay. see Gabriel knew who he who uh, he was throwing to on that play, buddy? He really reared back on that one. You could tell in the yeah. replay. He was like, yeah. "All right, yeah, I'm gonna have to put something extra behind this one." And he still got there with no problem. Uh, the, I thought the deep ball that Jaden Gibson may have been the best deep ball of the year by oh, DG. That was, that was money. I thought the deep ball just in general, that's the best that yeah. maybe it's looked all probably since the Tulsa game. It they were sounded bombs like, away, and it was on the money. I didn't have a good view of it, but the guys on the sideline kind of made it sound like the one that was intercepted fluttered a bit, and he was throwing into the wind, and it just kind of killed it 
ended up being uh, pretty bad, obviously intercepted. So, outside of that one. No, Gabriel was great throw on, on, on Friday. Oh, yeah. I mean, outside of that one pick, he was no, he's, he's fantastic. He's gotten so much better at moving around in the pocket and buying time and keeping his eyes downfield. That's, to me, that's, if I was to point to one thing, that he's really improved on over last year, that would be number one for me. I, he had high expectations going into the year, and I guess depending on who you talk to, the, the expectations were different. I think that he's exceeded most expectations. The numbers that we read off earlier, what did we say, 42 total touchdowns, six interceptions? If I offer you that before the year, you're taking that and not thinking twice about it. And he's going to be yep. the unquestioned All-Big 12 first-team quarterback. He's great this year. Yep. No, no complaints whatsoever. Uh, Sooner Gundy says underrated player is Brent Venables for getting up after that dog pile. Oh, oh yeah, man, yeah. what a moment that was. You know, he had to think as he's getting crushed into the turf, like, of all the ways to die, is there a more embarrassing <laughs> way? No. Right here on the field coming out of the tunnel before the game? Oh. I mean, He's lucky he didn't get crushed to death in there, and we're lucky that someone didn't get really injured with all those big guys and those cleats stomping all over one another. We may have to either ditch the fog or let's turn it down a little bit to where they can actually see one another. Um, he said he was pissed at that moment when... Oh, yeah. He, I can imagine. Oh, I can't imagine. Mm. Glad, glad he's okay, though. Glad he's all right. Yeah. J.R. and Brooke, let me read a few more. Uh, Okie Tom says Billy Bowman. I mean, I, mm. if he's under the radar, that's fine, yeah. but that, that dude's a star. J.R. and Broken Arrow, Gentry Williams under the radar when he's healthy. And he's – I don't know if he needs some uh, yeah. shoulder surgery to get some stuff cleaned up, but he's got he's to take care of that because when he's out there and he's available, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, I, he's, he's going to have to have surgery. I don't know exactly what it is, but – He's been toughing it out and playing through it, but his shoulder like comes out of socket a lot. He plays so physical for a corner too. I know that that's, makes it really difficult. I know it. Really good. All right, um, quick timeout. Appreciate the text. More from the rush coming up. Hit a couple things that caught my eye. Next, stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. is the best casino in the metro with all the amenities that make us number one make it a december to remember with our one hundred thousand dollar frosty fridays giveaway play with your wild card all month for a chance to win it's always a good time at riverwind Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver. 1167 or vhfence.com. It's what caught Teddy's eye, brought to you by Yala Gosney Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yala Gosney Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. It's Yala Gosney Law, 405 805-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, I just wanted to touch on one quick thing. It's kind of gone bad for the Bucks. Mayfield seems to be playing pretty good. Had a couple of touchdown passes, but lost again. Their defense is really struggling. 
hated to see that for for Baker and you know they're he got hurt early in the game yesterday. Yeah, um, Sun says he's pretty sore, but should be back. Um, MRI was negative and all that stuff, so the ankle's pretty banged up. Um, kind of gone bad for him there. You think they're going to be able to turn it around? They're still within reach whenever you check out the standings. Oh, that's still a very winnable division. Um, the Panthers fired their head coach today. It's like <laughs> the shortest tenure for a head coach in the NFL in over like 40 years, something like that. Um, but yeah, what do you think that's about? Like, I don't know. That's I mean, they had no expectations of winning this year with the rookie quarterback. Right. Must be something inside the uh, the walls there that was going on. Um, I I am uh, I, I'm hopeful, especially since they still have Mike Evans out there, who's still a very quality receiver. But they they gotta they gotta get moving here, man, if they're gonna win that division. Um. Okay. Wanted to ask you about a couple of games. Thoughts on the Alabama Auburn game. I Last don't, second, I don't fourth, know. and whatever. I mean, that's that's as crushing as it gets. That, that, dude, that makes the season. That gives you an incredible momentum heading into the offseason. That maybe in a lot of ways for them erases that embarrassing New Mexico State loss the week mm. before. It's just crushing. How do you how do you allow a fourth and goal from the 31-yard line? How's that happen? Not throwing Ooh. a Julio Jones out there. Or Calvin Ridley. Did Man. you see? Did you see that? Um, oh gosh, I'm for whatever reason I'm drawing a blank on the coach. Hugh Freeze didn't know that their regular punt returner wasn't back on the muff. No, I did not know that. Ooh, brutal, brutal. Um, okay, Ohio State, Michigan. You know, um, now the question is: Is Ryan Day on any sort of a hot seat going into next year? It just is a bad look for him. It, According to some of the players, he is. Well, Maurice Claret is ready to be gone with him. He got out coached, and he got out coached by an interim head coach. It's just a, a bad look all the way around. The call right before the half on the fourth and two. Yeah. I just feel like you go for it if you're Ohio State. Be aggressive. Um, Michigan was a better team, there's no doubt. But, man, just another, another tough loss for Ryan Day. And yeah. I, I get it. Gus Johnson. And I love you, Gus. I think you're great. But did we have to say Maserati Marv every time he caught a pass? Maserati Marv. First down. I've said this before. Maserati, of all of the exotic cars that you could pick, that's the last one I would ever pick. And world-famous Ohio State Buckeyes. Heard that a few times as well. Mm, Yeah. All right, that's all I've got. Congrats to Sooner Hoops. Oh, big weekend, yeah. huh? Yeah, really nice. A nice win over Iowa. Great win over USC at the buzzer. OU's ranked number twenty-five in the AP poll. First time in the Porter Moser era. How Impressive. About it? I thought McCollum was great out there against USC. We were watching some of it in the booth. Uh, we're athletic, man. We can run the floor a little bit. Oh, big difference. They're making some plays uh, that there's no chance it would have been made a, a few years ago. I like it. I, and it's I like been it tough on Porter Moser. Hopefully he's able to get his feet under him a little bit here with this team and maybe have a little bit of carryover. It's like he's had to replace his entire roster every year. I don't think OU's going to be in the Pop-Tarts Bowl this year. I hope OU's not in the Pop-Tarts Bowl this year. I don't think that they'll fall all the way down there. That was the Cheez-It Bowl last year. It's the Pop-Tarts Bowl this year, and it will have the first-ever edible mascot. When the final whistle blows, the winning team will celebrate by taking a bite of the giant pastry mascot. 
So I guess they're going to hold it up and I'll take bites out of it after the game, the winning team. Awesome. That sounds amazing. <laughs> now the question is, what flavor of Pop-Tart will it be? That's where the debate starts, uh, I guess. Uh, now, I'm just going to say this right now. I, I fully expect to receive uh, a ton of pushback. Just a COVID um, thing. Whatever. But I think Pop-Tarts are massively overrated. There's too, if they're too like dry and bready. I like the not crust. enough filling. Cru- yeah, I, I'm just never been big on them. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Let the text line hate. This was the first college football regular season in which an unranked team did not beat an AP top five opponent since 1996. Huh. And it makes sense when you think about it, right? That a team yeah. like a one loss Texas could win a conference championship and not really be in the thick of the, of the discussion for the Fourth playoff race. 31 saved it from happening. Yeah, and, uh, well, Florida State was down 12 nothing this weekend. Gosh, dang it. Some other things almost happened. First time since 96, an unranked team did not beat a top-five opponent. It's pretty that's wild. Crazy that th- that's crazy that it happens that often. That's college football, though, right? I mean, we're always wondering how could you ever do this. Well, it happens every year right there. That's crazy. Um, Aranda's back at Baylor after, what, a 3-9 and nine season. They're changing some things up offensively. Grimes, which everyone seemed to like before the year as the OC mm. is out, but Aranda's back for at least one more year. We'll see what they do there. Jonathan Smith, uh, head coach at Oregon State to Michigan State. I like that hire for Sparty quite a bit. And yeah. Dana Holgerson said, hell, there's no way they're going to fire me with the buyout and all that. Well, he, he got fired this weekend. He's out at Houston. I I expect Dana Holgerson to be living in some, like, cheap Airbnb uh, in Key West for, like, the next 10 years, right? Something like that. He, the, the Mike Leach off-season lifestyle? Yeah. yeah. Just kind of I mean, doing his thing, hanging out at the – you remember um, Bad Santa? Do I Billy remember Bob? Bad Santa? It's yeah. my favorite Christmas movie. Remember when Billy Bob Thornton's down making his own drinks at the beach behind yeah. the bar and gets kicked out of there? Yeah. That's going to be Dana Holgerson for the next five years. Ends up throwing the the, the glasses at the own uh, bar owner yeah. that's that's there. Great. Well, oh, Kalani Sataki, I got I wanted to fire him midway through the third quarter on Saturday. Yeah. What a, surprise on sides, faking punts, oh, aggressive, great. all that playing to win the game. And they played to lose in the second half. Why? Well, well, I'll tell you why. God. Because they didn't move the football an inch in the second half. He made the right call late. Are you talking about the fourth down? No, I'm talking about the entire approach in the second half. You could just feel that they took their foot off the gas against OSU. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I, just I, think, I that... think they definitely went to a shell on offense in the second half. Well, yeah. I mean, they went to a shell on offense because Retzloff is uh, I know he's, he's really limited, good at times, God. but he's really bad at it's times, too. It's like you could feel early in the third quarter, oh, she's going to oh, come yeah. back and win this game. Well, oh, well yeah. they did. Yeah, they had a chance late. Getting my hopes up. Nice forced fumble there, stripping the ball. That was impressive. Mm-hmm. They were about to lose because they were going to go right down. They were going to score a touchdown, go for two, and win the football game. But 
Awesome play. Last one I have. Did you see the video of Ohio State AD Gene Smith on the sideline, like f bombing a Michigan sideline guy? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't figure out what was going. on. They were just telling yeah. him to back up a little bit or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, like the line that you're not supposed to cross, and maybe he violated that. And he's, what are you gonna blank and do? They <laughs> camera caught him saying that. That's awesome. I love that. It was <laughs> it was a highly emotional day for both sides. I thought he was out, didn't he? It, Am I crazy? I thought he left Ohio State. Is uh, he out after this year? No, I, I, I may be making that up. You're definitely crazy. I don't know if you're crazy yeah. about that, though. I don't, I don't know. All right. That it? That's it. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's Sooner News and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. Take a walk on the wild side with Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. This bacon cheeseburger adds southern flair to a classic, featuring Brahms' pimento cheese piled high on a juicy hamburger patty with jalapenos and crispy hickory-smoked bacon. Throw in a slice of American cheese to melt everything together for dreamy, cheesy goodness in every bite. Stop wasting time and go get Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. Nothing's better than Brahms'. If you're looking for a no-appointment-needed doctor's visit, head to Norman Regional's walk-in clinics in Norman and more. Open Monday through Friday from 7A to 7P. Our walk-in clinics offer convenience for new or established patients. The clinic providers treat allergies, cold and flu symptoms, sore throats, stomach viruses, and more. Our Norman Clinic is located at Norman Regional 9, 2000, and Brandon Boulevard, Suite 201. And our Moore Clinic is located at Norman Regional Moore, 700 South Telephone Road, Suite 201. Sooner fans, get 2024 ready and secure your Oklahoma football season tickets today. You will not want to miss marquee matchups with Alabama, Tennessee. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, more uh, transfer portal updates. We're going to have about four or five of these a day, probably for the next month. Uh, This time it is former OU commits. He decommitted once Lincoln took the USC job. Rayleek Brown, a former five-star. He was a top 70 recruit in the 2022 class. He is in the portal uh, out of USC. So, see what happens there with uh, Rayleek Brown. And I saw that we have had one decommitment wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, Dozy Azukama. Remember his uh, older brother, Eric Azukama yeah. at Tech? He, he, uh, he decommitted today. Now, the timing is interesting. Parker saying earlier, he doesn't think that's because of Jeff Levy. Like, that okay. was apparently trending towards happening for a while. Um, I don't think that they're going to get – I think there's – a like, uh, the early signing period is December 20th. I think there's a chance on December 20th we're talking about Dozy Ezukama as the only decommit from this class, even after the Jeff Levy move. Okay. In fact, there's been All several right. uh, commits that have tweeted out saying that they're still good, all on board. Uh, Danny Okoye, Michael Hawkins, Daniel Lockin-Kumi, Devon Mitchell, which is great. But all it does is the people that don't tweet that out, you're, oh, he's on the fence. He's clearly not committed 100% still. Right. Yeah, well, um, I guess that's just natural. That's how it's going to go. And maybe they are still on the fence. I don't know. Um, things things change, and, you know, you can have start to have some second thoughts and maybe some doubts and 
whenever maybe the coach that was recruiting you leaves that maybe gives you your opportunity for an out? I guess you never know. So it wouldn't be shocking if there were more, but it does sound right now pretty positive that the, if if it happens, it's probably going to be few and far between. Drew from Flower Mound with Louisville losing. That's got to help us get into a New Year's Six Bowl. Well, unless they beat Florida State, and then Louisville and FSU are probably in New Year's Six Bowls. Yeah. The two bowl projections I saw today, on three has OU and Washington in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Sign me up for that. 24-7 has um, OU and Arizona in the Alamo Bowl, which is what you're going to find. Most often. Let me ask you a question. What are the semifinal spots this year? Uh, Rose and Sugar. All right. Rose, Sugar. Um, So the Pac-12 is going to be whoever doesn't go to the playoff there. Winner probably goes to the playoff. I guess it's not guaranteed. But um, the next available probably going to go to the Fiesta. Is that what that is? I, I yeah, I, I don't really know how they sorted out between the cotton, the fiesta, and the peach. To be quite honest with you, gotcha. Okay. I mean, some of those will have. Um, I, I I mean, who, who knows how that that works out? But. And for us to have a chance to go to the fiesta, we need Texas to win, right? Most likely, though. Like on three things. Well, OU's got that Texas win. That's going to vault them over Ole Miss and Missouri, potentially. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, final hour of the rush here from Newcastle Casino coming up next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Ever wonder why someone would leave the roads they know for places they don't? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's living life anchors up. Here comes the Sandman. Ladies and gentlemen. Adam Sandler. One, two, three, four. The I Missed You Tour. Should we clap along? Trying to play guitar a little bit for you. Adam Sandler. 